Hey, you guys, you're about to hear a really great episode. We had the best time talking with our guest, but we had to cut a lot of it out for time. Now, if you're like us, you probably want to hear every minute. So subscribe to Make That Paper on Patreon.com to unlock extra content like the bonus episode with today's guest. I'm so excited. Welcome to Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And to buy bulk quantities of dog food. Yeah, we're talking about that on-call job, the toolbox toting trade, the old rent check rack up. We are your hosts, Jamie Parker Stickle. And I am Jason Bieber. And on this episode, we are talking to an actor, a comedian, an improviser, a teacher and coach, a painter. And just a really kind and wonderful person who gives great hugs and free inkjet printers. Yeah, it's really nice. To those in need. Yeah, she is a series regular playing Campbell on Showtime's critically acclaimed dark comedy, Work in Progress. Her other TV credits include Upload on Amazon, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Never Miss an Episode, Carol's Second Act, The Keenan Show, which is coming in 2021, Masters of Sex, Workaholics, Review, Hot in Cleveland, Get Shorty, Sharp Objects, Pearson, and One Day at a Time, and so, so much more. more. Oh, she is an alumna of the Second City National Touring Company and has performed comedy all over the world. So please, welcome to the show, the inimitable Celeste Pekosh. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and it was getting long, but we really, I want to go back and just we say cut something. Two paragraphs. We cut two paragraphs. We shouldn't have, but it was like, we wanted you to have time to talk. Um, but past due. Yes. We came to the Director's Guild premiere. Oh, my God premiere of it which yeah. was, it was so good and that was based on a short story that you wrote and that you, yes. you starred in past two yes yeah and you starred in it and it was one of the best short films i think so funny in my career of watching short films it was oh, so good man. well you know what um my dad and i during that time so th this was about um this, this would have been about eight years ago or so my dad and i were writing short stories and and we would give each other topics and ideas. And then, um, you know, we took something from our life and uh, for, for this particular object that we were writing for, just short story. And I wrote past two and based, you know, obviously it was much more exaggerated in the film and script, but um, based on a, a bill collector that just had me, uh, you know, by the strings <laughs> when I was like 23 and trying to figure it out and so broke. And um, yeah, and, and, and it, it turned into a really fun project. My friend Denise Plum, who directed it, she uh, went to AFI, uh, Women in the Directing um, yeah. Program, and she took the script and, and we shot that, uh, you know, back in the day. And, and, and it, it was wonderful. It made the circuits. It, it did a great job. I'm really proud of that, um, that piece. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, did you won um, uh, most outstanding performer? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it won a couple awards. It won it won actually quite a few awards. Um, and you know, this is that thing like where we as actors and always kind of talk. You know, like if 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 somebody wrote this and I came 
was had the opportunity to go audition for it, I I guarantee I wouldn't have booked it. So like, Mm -hmm. that's one reason why it's like, well, we got to write our own stuff. Yeah. You know? And, um, and so it's a very special project to me. I did it with some very, very close friends who are all brilliant in their, um, in their own right. And uh, it turned out into this great film that you can catch on Amazon uh, Prime and um, you know so if people want to I didn't even know it was that. on Amazon Prime yeah. we'll be putting a link up to that on the website for everybody it is one of Jason's and my uh, literally one of our favorite things that we ever went and watched it was it was really good when you uh, for people we have a lot of listeners that don't live here in Los Angeles and aren't in the business so I just want to say when you're in the business and you're part of the union even when you're not a part of the union um, there's a lot of premieres that you can go to or screenings that you can go to. Uh, that is one of the privileges of living in Hollywood. Um, and there's some, I mean, there's, you know, lots of good screenings, lots of good screens, but nothing, this was so good. It was just, it's, you know, I think what you captured on is because it was uh, a role also that was dear to you. So you were living yes. in that. It wasn't just, it was so specific. You know, she was uh, the uh, uh, Evelyn, um, who was being harassed by her bill collector, was in a very vulnerable position, and she decided to turn the tables. And I think it was her taking her own power back and and shoving it to the man, like you know, um, especially in that disconnect of the phone, you know, and and and, and, and kind of like parallel to the society we're living in today. There's no connection. Right. So, so it's like, it's all bullshit. And, and like, um, this person is tantalizing and harassing another person that they've never met. And, you know, she wasn't going to take it anymore. And it's, it's fun. It's 20 minutes. So grab a beer, crack it open, sit back and Amazon Prime it. Yeah. Watch the vengeance. (laughs) So it, you know, it was uh, last thing I'll say on it. Last thing I went through that. Also in my 20s, you know, I had a roommate who didn't pay their portion of our rent and I had already moved out. And so they were coming after me because that person no longer existed in the universe, right? They had just disappeared as many a person does in uh, LA. They leave and go back to wherever they're from and you can't find them or trace them. That's why contact tracing is so difficult. Anyways, um, these people people were calling me for like year after year and I kept... I was like, I don't, I moved out. Like I was already off the lease. Like you can't, because they're illegal, you know, like companies sell, you know, debts to pariah. Predatory. predatory. Anyways, I had my dad, who's a former IRS officer, call them as an attorney and tell them that we were going to take them to court and sue them. And I never heard from them again. Oh yeah. That was it. It was was easy as that. And if I had known that three years earlier, I would have had him do that. It's like, that's all it took? God. I liked Evelyn's way better. I liked Evelyn's way better. (laughs) Way better. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. Now, as much as I enjoy and and want to talk to you more about acting, and we will. We will. What I really want to get into. This is a show about. This is a show about the other shit. Oh yeah, and and listen, I've been in that shit. You've been since sixteen. I think I've been working since. What you? What was your first? What, what was your first job at sixteen? Very, very first job, sample woman at Hy-Vee in um, Iowa City, Iowa. 
uh, Saturdays and Sundays, eight hours a day, I would give out samples for the bakery. Oh, that's great. Did it, you it eat them? What's I would that? eat them. I would oh, eat them. Oh, yeah. I would eat them, but then also like I would have friends come and they'd come around. But then like doing that too, you, you see the people that are just grocery shopping and then they kind of come back like a mm. second time. Right. Because they don't think I'll recognize them. And <laughs> I don't even care. It's like the more samples I give away, like the better I'm doing. I have to so. say the, the worst thing for me about COVID um, is the samples being gone. Oh, at Trader oh, Joe's. Everywhere, everywhere. Oh, yeah. I can't get cheese. I can't get, you yeah. know, little cups the, of anything. The, the it's all dried up. Blenders, right? Yeah. I've, I mean, this it was the straw that broke the camel's back uh, in terms of our Costco membership. Oh, yeah. What's well, the point? What's we, the point we of Costco? Never gonna go to Co we were never going to go to COVID. I mean, I'm Costco. COVID. Costco because of COVID. Like, Right. I mean, you just see the people going there. I mean, it's crazy as it is when there was no COVID. I was like, oh, hell no. I couldn't. It, oh, I've never <laughs> been to a Costco. I, I, only because oh, I grief. don't have a, like a, um, a what you, you need, like a. You need a membership. A membership. Or a friend. With or, a membership. or a friend with a membership. <laughs> but, you know, we, we had a membership because, you know, we own the short-term rental property. So we were yes. going there for goods to house three we had a reason to buy we bulk. had a reason to buy yeah, in bulk yeah, like toilet yeah. paper and all those and like you know hair products and stuff i love the idea of a costco I, I, it might make me a little nervous right now though because it probably you can't do it right now although i do wonder it only just now crossed my mind that because there are no more samples and i i know for a fact that there's no more samples how many people are going now like, that, and, and is it as frenetic? Because the, the sample, like the, 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 the frenzy that would happen around the sample people <laughs> was the worst part of Costco. That was pretty, you know, a long line, but you wait in line. But when a sample came out, especially if it smelled, if it was like fried or something, just everyone oh. came from every direction and just I've like crashed more the boards. I've spit in my eye from the sample that I just stopped doing. I would be like, Jason, go get three samples, one for each of us. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there, there would be people that would come up and they, and they just, you know, grab like ha handfuls for my wife, for my kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I'm like, okay. But, but also <laughs> I, I'm like, that's fine. Like I, you know, I'm 16. What do, what do I care? <laughs> right. Yeah, now, what was the name of the store? Hi, Hi V. H Y dash V E E. It's still, still hopping. Is it like a Whole Foods or is it like a Ralph? It sounds it's like, like you're getting an injection of oh like God. bee serum. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it's 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 the it's a, a huge food chain in the Midwest. So I think like, well, Iowa obviously has it. I think Nebraska has them. So kind of right around, definitely huge in Iowa. And um, yeah, they're they're more like a a, a Ralph's, though a little upscale Ralph's, but not a Whole Foods. Um, and, um, yeah, Not but then Ralph's fresh fare. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, they're, they're nice grocery markets. And I did, um, once I stopped being a sample person, I was a, a bagger. I'm just going to say me too. At 16, you were, I was a bagger at Westbourne fruit market, which is a nice grocer in Michigan, in Michigan, okay. Detroit. Yeah. So I was at Westbourne. I, until recently, never had an experience with bagging. But now, again, due to COVID, they won't bag your stuff for you if you bring your own bags to the supermarket. So I now have to bag all my own stuff. 
Oh, and they're, they're, it's an art form. I'm it's, terrible I, at it. I, I taught him. Like, yeah, yeah, you have, like, yeah. It, it, it is an art form. You're, you're yes. not thinking, you're just doing, it was like, okay, canned goods, eggs on top, bread on top. Right. Yeah. Cold, totally. frozens together. Yep. But baggers today aren't taught this art form. If, no. If you ever let someone bag for you, except at Trader Joe's, I'm just like, please don't bag for me. Costco, they're good about it too. They don't bag at Costco, but they box. And those guys know what they're doing. They're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and you're oh, like, yeah, oh, you're yeah. pro. You've been doing this since you were 16 and you're 40. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Cold. It's trade. It's it's definitely a good um, blacksmith trade, right? Like uh, they they know their gig and they, they. Uh, they're going to turn and burn. So let me ask you, um, did you ever work as a cashier at the grocery? No, I, and I always wanted to, but no, I never made it. Well. I did, and I didn't last long because there's two things that happen when you're a cashier. One, you have to be, in Michigan, you had to be 16. They wouldn't let you. So I started there at 15 and I was a bagger. And then when I turned 16, they let me be um, a cashier. But you have to memorize all the codes to the- Oh produce. no. Oh no, like and oranges I, and organic oranges. Yes, and it was a fruit and vegetable market. <laughs> no. It was like a, like, Jesus, it, the book that I had to memorize was so long. And I was like, I am trigged tomorrow. Like, I that can't memorize me this. It stressed me out so bad. So they gave me a cheat sheet. <laughs> but um, I don't, I, I didn't know the difference between all the vegetables. So in oh, yeah. addition to, like, you had to know like the difference between like five different green beans. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't know. I Where failed. did you get this green bean? I really did fail. And then I had... It's like when you're a waitress or a bartender, and I know you were a wine server and you have yes. regulars. I had a regular that would come in and buy like one or two things every time I was working. And then finally one day he had the courage to talk to me and he said, I look like Daryl Hannah. And I was like, I quit. I walked out. I totally fucking quit that day. I was like, creeper, creeper. I'm done. And I got a job at McDonald's. Nice. Where, where, nice. Where the creepers never go. <laughs> That's my turnover, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I forgot to tell you guys, one, one gig that I did in college, um, I worked as a blackjack dealer on a, on a riverboat. Casino. Oh, yes, you did. And it lasted maybe two weeks because it stressed yes. me out so badly because like you know and 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 as you know from what i emailed you i worked in statistics i've worked in numbers but this was so hardcore because you know they're drunk and they're throwing money down and i'm and and then it's like you know I, i'm dealing and then i get like an eight and a four and then like a three and, I, and like i'm like my mind isn't doing math right now like i even though these are simple uh additions mm -hmm. i and I got so nervous, but you always did like the hand flip and stuff. That was probably my favorite part. But I, I think, <laughs> I think that was a job where I'm like, once I punched out after that two weeks in, I'm like, peace out. I, I don't, I don't think I came back to that job. I think huh. that, that that's so telling because what I always say to people, there's some of the simplest jobs out there. Um, and I always come back to this one. So people give me a break. Hostessing, like, it's a weird chart. It's a weird seating chart. And it is like, <laughs> that's a count how many people you're seating in someone's section. Cause those waiters will like get down on you. Like, God oh, damn it. Yeah. You didn't seat in my section. You're like, which 
what I don't understand why table nine is here in 20 what did what are these numbers and then some have symbols um there are jobs that some people just their minds are beautiful and they get it and Jamie Parker Stickle <laughs> doesn't get it hey, I'm get right it. there with you I I I am right there with you there's some hard stuff I, I, I want to know more just because I have, I've never sat on that side of the blackjack table, but I have yes. sat at many a blackjack table. And <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. On my, on my side, like the stress makes sense. I'm losing all my money. It's a stressful situation. Yeah. But I always find that the, the person dealing the cards is generally very calm and, and, and just, you know, doing workmanship. It's, you know, just the turning of cards and the, the shuffle is like the big show. The, yeah, I had to go through like practice to, to shuffle and you know, you, you were definitely like judged on that. Like you had to like, you know, it was kind of hardcore and it just made me a nervous wreck. I was not the right fit for that. And I like to gamble. I, I like the slots. I like blackjack, but, but this um, threw me for a loop seeing that, you know, the underbelly yeah. right. of, of a river casino boat on the Mississippi. Did you ever get tipped? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. I would. I would get tipped. They'd, they'd like clack it yeah. and, and give it to me. Toss but it over you. Yeah. I, I, I just, uh-uh. Was uh, that a union gig? No, not, it wasn't for me anyway. Oh, my, okay. my friend in college, her uncle, like, was the floor manager or whatever. So she got us all these jobs and, um, and I was awful at it. It was... I love that. Oh, I hated it. I, I really did not like it. It made me a nervous wreck. What? But just because for that one where, like, you know, you got all those cameras above you, and I'm like, yeah. what if I get this wrong? What if it's not 19? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Everyone, hold on. I just got well, as, long as, you're ro- if, as long as you're robbing the players and not the house. Yeah, they probably yeah. love you. You're you're right. You're right. But on a riverboat, I feel like those players might cut you. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, I have seen Ozark. I have seen the last oh, season of Ozark. Oh so good. Oh my yeah. God, Ozark. It does freak me out that you have that job. But then again, you've also seen Maverick, which is like a much lighter version of it. So sure, sure. <laughs> but it also ends in a gun battle. So we go from the grocery store to the <laughs> riverboat. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's one in between there, though. What was in between? Cleaning plates in Memphis. Waitress. <laughs> I was a breakfast waitress at the Highlander Inn, which is now the Bohemian Inn, 28 years ago. And I'll tell you this. The reason I bring this up is because, so I, I, I was the one to open it, 5 a.m., and I worked at this, like, Christmas, you know, your, your holiday months out of college, um, summer in between college years and 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 I worked with my brother and I worked with a couple good buddies that I still am friends with today and and you know what's funny is like oh and, and this is kind of funny um, I was working one day and and Craig T. Nelson from you know Poltergeist and coach coach was there because his coach was after Hayden Fry which was the Hawkeye and you know I, I'm in Iowa City University of Iowa, the Hawkeyes. He was staying at that hotel and he ordered like six sparkling waters. And I answered the phone and I was so excited because I was going to meet Craig T. Nelson. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll take it up. And so I went up, knocked on the door, and 
I, I, I couldn't speak. Like, you know, I'm just like 19 year old, like <laughs> dumb over my head. But here's the thing. When I was home a couple weeks ago, um, I stayed at that hotel. Really? Yes. And, um, you know, I walked in and I go to the gal and, and this is of course making me feel like, oh, I'm, I'm one of those gals now it's like i worked here 28 years ago um, but we got you know uh my sister's buddy is the manager and we were having some drinks at the um at the bar there and he took us on this tour that kitchen has not been used for 20 years and we went and, and toured it and i'm like holy cow this is like going back it, it like it has not changed and all these memories came back and I'm like you know what it's almost kind of eerie and haunted but it's a cool place like but anyway so that's between high V and um the riverboat <laughs> and you were okay waitressing that was like yeah you like know, you I nailed it the, I, I was okay there there were a couple moments I remember it was when Dahmer was arrested because that was oh. Sunday morning brunch and that was all the talk but also I remember, you know, I grew up Catholic and um, the priests were having this brunch or convent or whatever it was. And I was on the party and I had this whole tray of milk and it just spilled. I, I spilled it because one person like took it off and then it wasn't leveled, spilled it all over um, uh, this priest. And every time I went to communion then at, in mass, he'd, uh, instead of saying body of Christ, he'd say got milk. Yeah, <laughs> and, and probably even if I went to to mass now, <laughs> and he was doing that, he'd still say it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I can't. Yeah. Oh, I spilled the got milk and not crying over spilled milk. milk. <laughs> yeah, twelve twelve glasses of milk spilt right on him. No, I was I was I was I was not the best. I, I, I will. Did, yeah, I did the same yeah. thing. I feel like the breakfast shift you can get away with more. Yeah. Mine was a lunch shift and um, they were testing me, moving me from, you know, seeing if I could handle being a waitress instead of just oh. a hostess. So they started having me take trays of water to tables. And yeah, I think there was like five on the tray and it just, it yeah. you know, I got to the table and something happened and <laughs> they didn't make it. That is a hard job. It's a hard fucking gig. And I noticed hard that as you came out here to be an actress, the one gig that is like known actors are known for you didn't do and you had experience in it yeah yeah and and i i heard like you know um those jobs are hard to get they're so know. hard to get they're so hard to get so i i don't even you know i think i maybe reached out to a couple people for for a job like that when i first came out here but i was lucky that i had um my statistics job um they let me work out of my home so i i was able to kind of have like a a monetary foundation but um the man mm -mm. well that's a, work. that's a good segue that's a good segue yeah because that's a job you had when i when i met you when um yeah back in like 2010 2011 when we were dating Which, i met celeste or you yeah so that's the job you were yeah. at when i met okay yeah yes that and i know that was a very stressful job let's talk oh, yeah. I hated it. I hated it. You did. To be completely honest. Because I remember you talking about it. I was like, oh, she's got a... She's such a nice, unhappy person. Because so, so, I had a corporate gig too. And I feel like 
You're the we all did. But you, but, but not really. You weren't working when I met I you. I had finished my corporate. Um, yeah, stint. but I was still in mine, and Celeste was the only other person where we were like, "Yeah, we got money, but it fucking sucks." Oh, like it was so stressful. So much. Um, it was stressful, and you know, during that time too, like it was a. Uh, you know, one, I'm moving to LA. Okay. I'm figuring this out. And I knew my job, but yet the job was changing. They were just bought by another company. And so things are shifting and people were kind of, you know, greedy, just, and it's sales and I get it, but like, it was so, uh, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way where I was making, you know, decent money. I was yeah. good at the job, but once things started shifting and like territory started shifting, it was like, I kind of felt like I was being attacked by vultures mm -hmm. because they're like, well, you need to give us that commission for that. And I'm like, what? And then, and then I'd end up with like nothing. And then it, eventually it ended up, this isn't working for either of us. So let's just part our ways, you know, type of deal. And, and I was thankful to be out of that because I was miserable. And I remember, you know, I, I, I took the job in Chicago because it was an actor friendly company and I was touring with second city. And, and, um, so they were pretty flexible with that, but man, I'll tell you what, I, I sat in one of those conference rooms and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm physically starting to die right now. I'm, How long did you stay at that gig? Oh, I, I was there for 10 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the same. I was at mine for almost 10 years. Now this was your first, the, the jobs we've talking, talked well, about up until now are, were, were your like starter jobs, but this was your first side hustle. Yeah, this was your first side hustle where you're like, my first side hustle because I'm going to be an of, actress, but this. Yes. Right yeah. out of college, I worked, I was associate director of admissions at Clark University where I went to school. Um, that, and I, acting wasn't even on the radar. I, I worked part-time at a radio station. I had a show on the radio, but, um, but that was basically it in, in Iowa. And then I've, the internet happened in 97, no, 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 95, 94, 95. So then I found Second City and I moved to Chicago. Thank God still, for the internet. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, yeah, and, and I got a job at Columbia College in Chicago as associate director of admissions. And then I was hired- Wait. Where Molly was working. Did yes, you Molly Erdman at the time? Mo Molly and I, she was the very first person I met in the improv community. You guys, Molly Erdman okay. season two, episode Something three or four. Oh my gosh, really? Oh yeah. Gosh, Our reunion it. show is going to be so <laughs> fucking good. This <laughs> is amazing. I adore her and we go way, she worked in the arts department, the fine arts. Yes. I worked in admissions. Yeah. This is amazing. This is starting to sound like a really fun college to work <laughs> Because <laughs> she said it was. I mean, Molly was like, uh, they were like really oh God, that's so fun and supportive and it was easy and I liked it. Um, keep going, Celeste. This oh, well, just that, Mind blown. that brings me so much happiness. Uh, and, you know, I liked that job, but, but also it wasn't why I moved to Chicago. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I was hired by Second City, but you still need money. And then I took this job at this statistical place and um and i uh hated everything in life stickle have i told you lately how pretty you are is it my skin it's my skin right it's halo skincare for restored replenished and renewed skin oh the meditation for the skin line created by founder Paige andre mm -hmm. and you can have these incredible results too 
or fill my stocking with her incredible EGF-based products with a very special discount of 40% off for all our listeners. Well, I'm glad you said something because, oops, Christmas. Listeners, head straight to haloskincare.com. That's H-E-I-L-O skincare.com to stock up on all your skin needs and use code PAPER40, that's PAPER40 at checkout. It's going to be a really good Christmas. So you've written a book, now what? Huh? So you've got a great idea and you want to write it, now what? Uh, huh. You're terrible at grammar, sentence structure, punctuation. What are you trying to say, Stickle? I'm saying, Everyone has a story to tell, and when you do, I know the woman that can help you take it to the next level. Oh, you mean Annette Davis Editorial Services. That's right, and I can personally vouch for Annette's talent. Not to mention her kind and encouraging manner with her clients, because she and I both graduated the UCR MFA program. Hmm. Hmm. Annette can help anyone with a goal of publishing or writing a story to a finished, polished product they'll be proud of. I have a great idea. Go to ardeditor.com and find out how Annette can assist you with your next written work. Okay, it's a statistical analysis software. Yes. You were a salesperson, so you were selling the software to companies. To to universities. To universities. Oh, Jesus. Would we know what the software is if you told us the name of it? You probably would. I don't know. They're, they were bought by a very large corporation. Thompson, um, Thompson with Reuters. Three letters. Oh. Um, and, and so I don't think the company that I worked with that had four letters in it, it starts with an S, ends with an S. And it was bought by um, a, a A's in the middle? big company. No, but they were a competitor. Yeah. Um, I know and my the, way around the, the big software. the big daddy that that bought them out has a B in the middle of it. Sure, and an yeah. I in the beginning and the M at the end. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, and and you know, fine and all that stuff. It was not my gig. It was I was not made for that job. No way. Did you ever have to go to meet clients, or was it no. completely just all phone based? You're like phone based. I went to conferences though. Like I would go, I'd go to Canada, I'd go to like Mississippi. For the free drinks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so I'd meet some clients there and they're very nice. Like, you know, they're researchers and analytical people and and it was just a kind of cutthroat. And I, I, it, it just wasn't. The sales, the sales. Was it's crazy to sales. Me how the that's sales. cutthroat when you're dealing with colleges and, and trying to better their programs and offer software and that, but you know. Sales, if you don't... Well, and it, it was even it was an internal right. like pressure you, you know yes. like and i always met my quota but still there was just more and more and i'm like oh man and also i did horrible in statistics in college it's like what am i doing working in this industry yeah. <laughs> what was your major communication yeah i mean it came up i feel like um i feel like Communication majors, theater majors, writers, journalism. Like there's this thing where we can talk to people easily. So people assume that like sales is a really good place for us to be. But really our self-hate and deprecation is just like, and our want for everybody to like us and be okay. 
it's it's a very bad stomach it's for us for and then you throw hard. into the mix the whole be good at it or you won't eat tonight or you won't <laughs> well yeah especially in your like, car the majority is commission based it's like oh man if i can't even take like a day off because like how am i you know and right. i i right. i don't have I, I have to fend for myself. I have to feed myself. Like there's yes. nobody that I'm borrowing money from. Like, right. you know, and so it's like um, a do or die type of scenario. You're living in Chicago. You got to pay rent. Mm -hmm. I, I have dreams. I, I, you know, and so luckily, you know, it was a bridge to me coming out to LA. So I can't like shit on it completely because absolutely it, not, you know, it did it did allow me to come out here and kind of get settled for the first couple of years. Yeah. Um, but then I, but then I was, I was gone. It just, it just wasn't a good match. Yeah. You were also like the OG work from home person. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you had crazy hours cause you had to get up. Yes. And work. I, yeah. I, re I remember that you were working with you're like, well, I've been up I since up five six. working. I feel like I had a very similar job. Like I was in a completely different field, but for the last seven years, I was working remotely for a company that I liked them very much, but you know, not that miserable. And, and they and they were cutthroat. Yeah. Well. Well, your boss was, or the head of the department. He wanted to you cut my for. Yeah, he wanted to cut Jason's. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was just pure. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of, you guys? I have anemia. I've said it every episode, so my brain doesn't function at this time without yeah, a nap. a doctor's note. Um, <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. He was so competitive with you, and you weren't competing. You were like, bro, you're, you're my boss. And he was just like, you don't know yeah, more it, than me. Is, you don't know more than me. It's a dog-eat-dog, dog, and, and I get it. And, and some people are built, and, and they flourish in that environment. They do. Sure. I, yeah. I, I'm, just not, I'm just not that person. I can I did it for as long as I could, and then it's just started to break me down, and and I, I no longer could do it. Do you guys remember co-op companies? Like the the idea of a co-op where like owned every, by the employees. Yes, and everybody's equal and has an equal stake, and so everybody's working and supporting each other, <laughs> wanting I to that feel. idea. That I've was my goal that. to work for a co-op or start one but I have no business idea. Um, but I always wanted to work for a co-op because I was like, oh, I just want everyone to succeed. I think it's, you know, it's much like owning your own business, which I do now. And um, except you are more, you know, when you own your own business, you can tell yourself that you can make your own hours and, you know, do whatever you not want, true. but it's not true. You have to right. work, you know, you have to work all the time to keep your yeah. business running. And when you're Absolutely. a co-op, then, you know, it's that because you're the owner. And you're beholden to all the other owners. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of responsibility. There's, yeah. Deadlines. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. What's, yep. are, aren't you, are you Taurus? Uh, Aries. Aries. Right before, yeah. right before us. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Do you I, think Celeste is like, why does Jamie remember so much about me? Just I love it. I'm like, is. yes. <laughs> Damn. Very weird. You guys. Good. Good. <laughs> things about yourself that you've forgotten. I do a lot of research. I take a lot of notes. Um, Love so it. In episode three, I think it is when Abby's like, yeah, I remember that bar. This is in the show work in progress. And um, the lead uh, Abby is like, yeah. And her boyfriend is like, um, 
you have a really good memory. And she's like, yeah, I do. And then she takes her notebook and puts it. That's me. I have boxes of notebooks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Abby, you go, girl. Oh, Jason made me get rid of a lot of them. But I'm a writer. I take a lot of fun. I used to write man. journals all the time. I haven't. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even do journals. Like she had composition books. Yeah. I would like any job I'd have, I'd be like, where's a scrap piece of paper? Somebody give me a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm at Macy's. I would like roll up the receipt thing and then write a whole thing out and then save it in a box. And Jason was like, when we moved in together, what is this? <laughs> I mean, he would just look at these pieces of paper with one sentence or like a paragraph. But at least it was coherent. We know other people who did the same thing and it was not. not and then they not. take it out and like paste it all over the walls of their home. Oh, yeah. I never did that. I have it all. <laughs> I've, it's boxed. They're in boxes. That's my burn pile. I do, want to, I do want to ask you, before you left Chicago, you were yeah. also doing another job. And, and then it was a side hustle. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also one of your... Um, uh, jobs that Brian Coffee also did. You and Brian Coffee. Oh, syncing up again. Eyewear? Yep. Selling eyewear. Oh, he did that? Yeah. Yes. He was oh, a um optician? No. Optician. What? He's the one he's the one that like does something with the lens. He's not the oh, oh, no. Oh, oh. He does something with the lens okay. and he sell, helps sell the frames to you and then does something that, with the that's lens. That's what that's what I did. That's you. That's you. Yeah. That's what he did too. So you, you guys could start a co-op. Yeah, we can guys, <laughs> This reunion show is going to be off the fucking hook. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited for this. Okay, talk to us about selling eyewear because so, Brian had a lot of stuff to say about it. I worked at a um, little boutique store on Clark in, um, in a, a, a Lincoln Park in Chicago. And it's called C Eyewear, and I think they're still around. But they were very chic. And um, <laughs> C like the letter C, or C like uh, I C can see. C H I C. And so, oh, chic. Now, this is something though that I walked in on some random Saturday morning, and would they because they had like the little literal sign "part time wanted," and I'm like, "Hello." Um, and they hired me right there. And she was so cool, um, the, the girl. She, she was just super Lincoln Park, cool, hipster type of deal, you know? And then, know. Um, but I'll tell you what, that job, like I worked with one of the coolest guys. He, he introduced me to so much great music because this is one where like nobody's coming in from noon to four. So we hang out and then we listen to whatever new music that I would never have been introduced before because this kid was cooler than I'd ever become. And, um, and so it was very hipster and I kind of was like, never really belong there. Cause I, I, I don't really have that like cool vibe. I have a vibe. I don't know what it is, but it's not like that. I'm super cool thing, but you wore all black. That was our outfit. Um, and <laughs> you are super cool, by the way. You are super cool. I'm very intimidated of your coolness. For those who can't I, see I, this I podcast. I appreciate that she doesn't think that she's cool. And Celeste is wearing all black right now. Oh, and well, her, I am. I am. And her I eyeglasses are sort of like, oh, yeah. I've been meaning to ask her, like, glasses. where are those from? And oh, only someone who has sold glasses could know to wear those, <laughs> those glasses. glasses. But, you know, it, it was so, so it was cool. Like, you know, like it was quiet on rainy days, but I will tell you, 
there were days where it would get a little busy and people would come in and then I'd get distracted. I'm helping people. I'm like fitting frames on people and being like, okay, or tightening up glasses and whatever. And though probably once a month, there was this family that would come in and we got busy. And so we're not looking. And by the time, you know, we turn around the whole back wall of like um show glasses or whatever gone like we were ripped off so much like a family did it like with yeah. kids oh yo, yeah the mom would distract us and then the kids would steal the frames and they would come back to the same they come back but but wow. the thing is is like w once we were onto them it's like okay you guys can't come in <laughs> oh, or or we just right away call the cops right but, um but no, they're they're sneaky. They they were pretty sneaky. Um, no, that, that was a it was a weird. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but they were good to me. Like you know, uh, I brought my dog, um, Vivian. I, she came to work with me. Like sometimes I would be the only one there, and like literally no one would come in except for maybe one person to get their eyeglasses tightened. I'm like, this is the best. And this is before sales. This was. Yes. So why did, did they, well, this would have been, you know, I probably actually did them both at the same time. How could they I, afford I actually, to pay you? What's that? How did they afford to pay you when there's like nobody oh, oh, in if they were constantly well, being robbed? I think I got minimum wage. Right. And then you got like $5 commission for each glass ear I, I wear you sold like it was not my like we're talking my paychecks like for two weeks were like I remember the first paycheck I got from that and that's funny talking about this it was like $180 after working like two weeks like not tons of hours but but enough where it's I'm like time. wow I spent a lot of my time doing this and I only have $180 to show for all of those days that I spent here yeah but a new understanding of music yeah but uh, yeah, you know, I grew as a person. <laughs> Dude, what's that smell? Bieber, we've got a five-year-old kid, two dogs, and you ate leftovers for lunch. So the possibilities are like endless. No, not that. I'm picking up like a mango coconut vibe. It smells amazing. Oh, well, that's this littlest aloha candle I ordered from the littlest candle company. Nice, right? Better than nice. I feel like I'm back on our honeymoon. Well, that's the idea. Littlest Candle Company sells aromatic candles, animal candles, and body balms, all handmade with love in Venice, California, using premium quality, food-grade, non-GMO, eco-friendly, and sustainably sourced coconut wax-based ingredients. Well... I just found my holiday gift of choice. Great! I'll take the little enchantment candle and the renewal body balm, and our kid would love the littlest monster candle. I see you've already given this some thought. What can I say? Inspiration comes easy when you're clicking around on littlestcandleco.com. That's littlestcandleco.com. Did you quit or were they like, Celeste? Uh, yeah, you I gotta I go. Quit. I did. No, no, they didn't. But... I, I can't remember what happened. I think I just, I think I was over it. And um, yeah, I just, it just kind of quit. Um, God. But, but then I would see like, oh God. So like during that time, like I remember Stephanie Weir, who's like one of my improv idols. 
came in looking for glasses and I'm like, that's Stephanie Weir. I, cause you know, I, th I think I was still training at that time. I, I, I think it was before I toured. I, I'm not too sure, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I just reminds been... me of a rainy, rainy days selling eyeglasses. That, that's what that job brings me back to and listening to like guitar music. I love that story because I feel like bless their hearts for hiring you even though they were like knew this grown woman needed to pay rent and everything. I, I went on one job interview for um, a, photo a wedding photographer's assistant and I really wanted it because I want, I, you know, I studied some, I studied photography in college and I wanted to, you know, have access to a dark room, which she had, she shot on film and everything. And so uh, I went for this job and she was like, I'm looking for a high school kid that I can give 10 bucks to, to carry my shit. And I was like, Oh, okay. And she goes, honey, don't sell yourself short. Keep looking. And I was just like, Oh, oh. I was really like, I felt really shitty after that. Cause I was like, I didn't, I didn't hear the message that she was giving me. Like, you know, You're all I heard was no. Yeah, well, and especially when we're young and, and there's a job that we really want because it can feed other parts of our, yes. you know, aspirations. Exactly. It is, it's like a bunch of bricks. It's like, but wait a minute. Like, you know, like, you know, and, 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 and we, we just don't know because it's all so new to us. Mm -hmm. right? So we don't know the big world of photography or right. radio or, you know, and so we just want to peek inside and then. And we want to make the decision on if it's right for us or not. Yeah. I'll take your $10. Come on. I can Absolutely. carry stuff. Yeah. What? I was 23. I could carry a heavy bag. I won't now. No, somebody <laughs> else. I carried a child. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else carried a heavy bag. Now I carry everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm fanny packing it. And if it doesn't fit in that, then I'm not carrying <laughs> it. That's it. So, um, so, you, yeah, so you rode the, uh, the statistical software uh, engine all the way out here and did it for a yes. while, but um, now you have actually for quite a while you've been doing the same side hustle. And yes. this is my favorite side hustle to talk about. I'm speaking generally, not specifically the job, but but the job that um, people keep even after they're, they're successful. Do, they're successful. The job that you just keep doing because one. Well, I, I won't put words in your mouth. Tell us about you know, being an apartment manager, how did you get it? And, and what's kept you doing it? I'll tell you what, I'll never leave this job as long wow. as they, they let me. Um, for those, Even when so, you move to Montrose? Uh, well, I, I mean, a, a, you I can be an apartment manager in Montrose. <laughs> I'll find a, uh, an apartment in Montrose. Um, here's, so I came into this gig, I did a boat for Second City. And um, yeah, didn't you do that? Yeah, I did you, boat. yeah. I did, I did. So, Two I, I did I did one in 2013 and when I came back I, I found this great apartment and um, in Silver Lake and moved in and it was great and the guy was super cool that moved me in and blah 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 but two weeks later like he was gone people like were like do you by chance know if my thing and I'm like I have no idea things weren't getting done it was kind of things were just unkept blah 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 I called, I just picked up the phone and called the property management because he kind of just cruised. So I called them and I'm like, hey, because in LA, if a building has like so many apartments, it, you're required to have a, a manager on, on site. 
And um, I called them up and I'm like, hey, do you, do you guys need somebody to do this job? Like, I'll, I'll do it. I mean, I, I'm an actor, but like, I work from home. I'm, I'm here most of the time. And they had me come in for an interview. They hired me. It's like, I can call a plumber, <laughs> you know, I'll collect rent, like whatever. So they gave me the job and, and rent um, then it was only like 300 bucks for me. And it was this gorgeous, beautiful apartment. So I did that. And, and, you know, you're dealing with people, so it's hard, but it's also a flexible schedule. Um, it's people's homes. You know, you want to take care of them just as it's your living environment as well. You'd want somebody to be responsible. So I, I take great pride in the work. Um, but so, so, but however, that building then was sold and they were not going to keep a manager on site. Mm. And, and they were kind of assholes. And um, <laughs> so I, I, I was nervous because I'm like, oh my God, I got so used to paying, you know, being able to live on what I was making as an actor and, and then just paying my rent because obviously, you know, I you, ebb and flow with, with money as an actor. And sure. um, but the building right next door was sold and they hired me. And this was a building that was like, you know, down on its luck and so we turned it around we remodeled everything and it turned out to be a pretty nice apartment but but then um a after that i just it, it wasn't sorry my dog's are broken it wasn't the right fit for me every building has its own personality and and this one it, it wasn't i love the residents i love the tenants but but it wasn't a right match for me and so i was driving around one day and i saw this really cool building. I'm like, I want to, you know, and so I just called them. I sent my resume. They hired me, interviewed, and I've worked, I, I've probably worked in eight or nine different buildings. And I've been with this company that I work for now for five, five or so years. And I, you know, they're really good to me. I, I got to tell you because I, I have a two bedroom apartment. I'm not paying rent, um, which is why I'll never leave this job. Right. But they also let me go and shoot work in progress for four months out of the year. That's amazing. Is yeah. that shot in Chicago? It, no, is. it oh. is. No, it is. Okay. Yeah. So last year when, when work <clears throat> in progress happened, you know, I was working the job and it's full time and it's very busy. And, and I had a building that was incredibly stressful. And to the point where I'm like, oh, I think I probably gained about 40 pounds. From oh this. God. You know what I mean? Like one of those, yes. but, um, and then work in progress happened and I, I planned out this email and sent it to my supervisor. I'm like, listen, I need this job. When I come back, you guys have been good to me. I I'm good at, at this job, but I am going to go do work in progress that is why i moved to la so i can go to chicago <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is why i moved yes. from chicago to la, to LA. To go back to, to get hired, hired to work in chicago to work in um, chicago <laughs> and uh they were like absolutely so like i i got nothing but love for them and um i love where i i manage apartments right now it's they're beautiful apartments. The residents are super cool. It's a good gig. It's a life hack in LA. You know what though? I will tell you like it, it is, it's so interesting because you're working with people and you know, it's in, like, and, and it's the strangest it's, it's, request it's, it's, you've gotten. Like, were you yeah. on Brooklyn nine, nine, 
last night? And I'm like, yep. But I try to like keep it all a little separate. But um, everyone here is super nice and super cool. Like I, I'm lucky because I, I, I paid my fucking dues in dealing with incredible just shit. A- and where it's like, what? And like in the plumbing like, game, that's literal. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, and roaches and insects and, and people that are so just, just needy and, and, and um, expectant. And, uh, and I'm very luckily lucky that I landed in a place that people can, you know, fend for themselves. They, they're pretty good. I, I am able to call plumbers or electricians when need be. So I'm very hands off. But if, if it comes down to it, you know, I have, I, I have stuck my hand down places where I probably shouldn't have, but, um, garbage disposals, garbage she's talking about garbage disposals. I can fix a washer. I can, you know, a dishwasher. I've done that, but a little bit like a little, and I have my maintenance guy and I love him. And, and, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for this job because I'll tell you what, I, I would not be able to be living in LA without it. I think you pretty much answered it. But there's a question we always like to ask everybody before before we wrap things up, and that is... Hold on. I didn't realize we were going yeah. there. Yeah. Because you kept pointing at the time to me. Yeah, it is late. We're going to let you go. But um, before we do... He's I, like, look at the time, Jamie. Look at it. And I'm like, okay, we're wrapping up. But there, there are, there's another side hustle that you have, um, which is actually very in, in line with your artistic pursuit. So I don't yes. even know if it's... Uh, an expansion of your art or if it is a side job, but that is teaching, acting, yeah. and improv. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that is um, something that uh, has made me a better actor. Yes. Has, mm-hmm. has made me um, have a new, you know, found love and, and um, I don't know, uh, want to go deeper into my craft by seeing the, uh, you know, the, the, the students or the people that I've taught uh, fall in love with it. And, and I learn from them. I really do. And, and it is something that I, I've, I, I am teaching right now. I'm teaching at UCLA. I'm te- uh, you know, a couple different places, different workshops. I did take a, a year off, um, last year. Um, I, I just completely, because I was, I was get, also getting a little burned out. I was teaching like four or five different classes a week. I was rehearsed, like uh, coaching re- uh, improv groups, like two or three a week. It was like, go, 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 go. And, 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 and I loved it. But then I'm like, holy shit, I'm burned out. Yeah. And um, so I just stopped. And now I'm back. Like now I'm picking up more gigs. I have another class coming up here, you know, in January and February. But it's like, but because I want to. So you sort of touched on it before, but I just want to uh, sink it in. And it's something that I try to remember to ask us at the end of every show. And sometimes I forget, but <laughs> I'm going to start remembering from now on. Was it worth it? Is it all worth it to, to the end result being an actor? Yeah, 100%. I, I, I'm head over heels with what I'm able to do and be part of this story and and work as an actor, I, I, I would do it all over again. Awesome. Statistics that. and all. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel the, I feel the exact same way. I feel the exact same way. You know, all those nights spent in my car, eating peanut butter from the jar. You know, I was, there was a time when I was um, in Chicago before anything and I was so broke 
And the only shampoo I had was my dog's shampoo. Yes. It works just fine. You're going to make it. You're going to survive. You got to hustle your gig. And that means all your gigs. Yes. And, and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, th- there might be a couple choices that I would may- have made differently, but all in all, um, the path that I've taken somehow brought me here. And so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you change one thing, it'll set your timeline completely off and you yeah. might not have all the happiness that you feel right now. Yeah. So, this is um, my favorite answer when people hear you ask, like, is it worth it? And they look at you like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I fucking leave LA? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. It's a hard question. It is a hard question. You know, um, but yeah, but, but when you look at it, it's like, you know, we're, we're really lucky. And, and um, I'm, I'm so grateful that I had courage and self-courage, but also support from family and friends like we all do to, to continue to achieve these things. And I, I hope that I can be that kind of light to, to the youth. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I, I, I have known you for over a decade and you have always been you know, not just a friend, but an inspiration and somebody who, who picks up, who lifts up everyone around you, her, it, you you know (laughs) what I'm saying? Like, yes, you are, you are somebody who pays that forward. And I I feel very lucky to, to know you and to have had you on the show today, tonight. Yeah. We thank you so much for being here. Um, I got you guys. Hey, hey, anytime, anytime you guys are doing something and you ask me, that is a gift to me. And I'm always a guaranteed yes. She even did. You are doing it. Yeah. She did the pilot for Boom Chick Boom. She rhymes with Schmielsberg. Mm -hmm. I told you, I'm always in with whatever you two got cooking. I love you guys. You're booked. We love you. And, <laughs> and honestly, it, it means so much to us. Um, it's all about connections. And um, I'm going to cry. That just made me. Oh. Celeste made me cry. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, I'll put some music under this part. I just, I just, because this podcast is about you and our friends and people in the industry who, you know, we admire that have stuck to it and have tenacity and really do work so fucking hard and i want people to know like success isn't just overnight and just like boom like oh you got that letterman interview or whatever no i mean look at big celebs where you're like oh she's got her hand and everything because she has to you know reese has to have a book club and she has to be a producer and she has to have her clothing line you know we can't just go to our job show up and expect it to be there for 30 years Right. It's not how it works, and we work really hard. And so, um, I, I love people being able to see that and hear that. Yeah, we have your job too, y'all. <laughs> we know you meet some interesting people because we've met them. Yep, true. Okay. Well, I think we. Yeah, I think okay. that's 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 the podcast. She showed on Monday, made love on Tuesday. Jason Bieber. I know you love a twofer. Are you kidding? I'm a deal hound. Twofers are like the holy grail of added value. Wow, then you might just lose it when I tell you that next week we have the mother of all twofers here on the Make That Paper podcast. 
I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, not only do we have the incredibly talented dancer, actress, and fitness guru, Raquel Harsford, on the show, she's bringing along her amazing husband, the actor, writer, director, futurist, philosopher, and karate master, Ahmed Best. Holy power couple, Batman! Well, if you listeners didn't have a reason to subscribe before, you absolutely do now. So get over to www.makethatpaperpodcast.com or just click on that little subscribe button or whichever platform you're listening to right now. New episodes every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Hey guys, you're about to hear a really great episode. We had an amazing talk with our guest, but had to cut a lot of it out for time. Now, if you're like us, you probably want to hear every minute. So subscribe to Make That Paper on Patreon.com to unlock extra content like the bonus episode with today's guest. Ooh. One more time, just... Sure. Safety. I have to sneeze. Hey, you guys, you're about to hear a really great episode. We had the best time talking with our guest, but we had to cut a lot of it out for time. Yeah, so now. Should we do that again? Yeah. Hey, you guys, you're about to hear a really great episode. We had the best time talking with our guest, but we had to cut a lot of it out for time. Now, if you're like us, you probably want to hear every minute. So subscribe to Make That Paper on Patreon.com to unlock extra content like the bonus episode with today's guest. Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs>